Good evening, beautiful people. I hope that you guys are having a good day. I'm sitting here um, actually fixing one of my dreadlocks, believe it or not, or one of my locks. Some people don't like to call them dreadlocks. That offends you. My apologies. Sometimes the dreadlocks get a little weak spot, you know, all of you dreadheads out there or lock ladies and fellas, you know, we have to kind of fix them. So anyways, I was just in here thinking today and I want to kind of piggyback off of what I was speaking about yesterday. I kind of spoke about um, yesterday a different aspect of what I want to speak about today. Okay. So today I want to talk about what is a harem. And it's important for us to know this. Um, I'm not about like a man hating type of thing or anything like that, but I told you guys that I'm kind of interested, you know, in getting my foot wet in the dating scene. It's been about eight and a half years. And for whatever reason, that's very triggering to a lot of men and women when I say that. So I say it proudly because it's actually harder to stay single when you're a halfway decent, you know, looking female or male. You guys know that. You can find somebody to sleep with anywhere and kind of go out with, you know, just anybody. But um, I just didn't want to do that. So it's kind of triggering to people when they hear that you are okay being by yourself for that amount of time on purpose. It makes them uncomfortable because the majority of people have to, they're addicted to being surrounded by people, even if it's people that's not really good for them. And so I understand that, okay, but I'm not going to turn my truth down because it makes you uncomfortable. Um, and so looking on the dating scene as well, which I told you guys how the women are very hyper-competitive, instead of going where they flow, they're hyper-competitive. Um, they try to, like, they're doing this really co competition thing, and they do this, like, copy and mocking thing. It's very weird, so I noticed that. Um, and then I also noted with this harem, a lot of women that act like that are a part of a harem. When you're dealing with what society calls, or it's also different hubs of society, right? Different hubs of society, different little places, uh, different industries, different places, different classes, right? Um, where they find what they consider high value. You understand? So, like, if you're from the rural area, you might, you know, your small town might consider, you know, the biggest farm. Like, that's high value. That's the biggest farmer. That's a high value man. Like, you know, he got like the biggest tractors, and stuff, you know, so versus like if you in the city where I'm from, it used to be like high value guys with guys that worked at the big three, Chrysler, Ford or GM. You know what I mean? You know, because they're according to their profession, that's like high value. You know, and of course, there's generalizations everywhere universally. OK, no matter what country you're in, whether they're a doctor or a lawyer, I, I told you guys a man cares about their profession and their penis, their career and their cock. They are intertwined together, okay? So we spoke about that, and I wanted to talk, I talked about learning the history of a man's profession, okay? That's like on our responsibility as a female, and it has to be a man and an interest that you're naturally interested in. I'm not going the way of the hyper-competitive, what I'm going to talk about today, harem. Now, I just spoke about High value men, right? You like what is you talking about? I talk about high value men according to region, okay? And then universally what we consider high value men. And, and a lot of times, you know, it's because of their profession. And men know that. Okay. Or the penis. You know what I'm saying? Like if they can, you know, you know, fuck you good. Suck, you know what I'm saying? They and then they, you know, have a halfway decent job. That's high value to women. It just is it is what it is, okay? We know these. We we know these things. So with a high-value man or man, the hyper-competitiveness threw me for a loop to kind of see the observation of that. And I've even experienced it to a certain, actually a big degree, which I don't wish to go into. But um, where does this harem come from? And that behavior of the hyper-competitiveness come from a harem. What is a harem? A harem is wives right? Notice I said plural wives, not a wife or a concubine of a polygamous man, okay? Now, you know, that's like tr the traditional history or historical uh, meaning of that word, right? I got, these are my wives, these are my concubines, you know what I'm saying? Like emperors, right? They had wives and concubines, okay? Or like kings, right? Um, but the more modern version, which is similar, it's very similar, is a group of women associated with one man, so, you know, they just cleaned it up a little bit. Like, hey, they're not polygamists. So you're not a wife or a concubine. You're just a group of women, right? So, in this harem, there are rankings and harems. Now, I'm talking about 
Uh, why am I talking about a harem? Because when we start, you know, getting back for you ladies out there who haven't been on the dating scene, when we get back in the dating scene, you're going to have to be aware of this. You know, this kind of shocked me because I've had my children with older guys. You know, older guys kind of got a different feel to them. You know what I'm saying? Like guys that were kind of like in their own little world or whatever. But when you get back on this dating scene, especially in this social media era, which I haven't really dated, when it started like booming, booming like this, you know, um, this very hyper competitive, like that's, that's becoming like the norm. Okay. That's becoming the norm. Okay. And with that hyper competitiveness, women are getting more vicious, malicious. They're getting more shysty. They're getting more crafty. Uh, you have to be careful. And it could be women in your family, which I've experienced. It could be friends, uh, or people who used to call friends, which I've experienced. And it could be like total strangers that are like really vicious and malicious over a piece of dick. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, okay? And what you call them, they don't want to be referred to as this, but these hyper-competitive creatures are from a harem. They are all associated with one man. Now, a lot of times these women know about each other. I've dealt with this with my kid's dad, you know. They know about each other, but if they sniff some fresh meat, they don't care if they one of them, you know, or they found out if the man looking at your pictures or... You know, if you if you work with them, a lot of times that's how it kind of started. Like, oh, you know, you work with them at, I could work at uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken together, you know. And that harem that he's messing around with, you know what I mean? Uh, let's see if he's the manager. He messed around with them. They can start kind of sensing that their natural, you know, attention or, you know, dividends that they would get, dick and dividends that they would get. Uh, from the, the man is kind of like waning and that makes them go into this frenzy because a lot of times that harem is ran by uh, they're hyper emotional and by that I mean they're emotionally dysregulated they can't handle their own emotions so that's why the jealousy is so high over there the envy is really high over there and they're like really feel like this cutthroat thing like oh yeah she wears a mini skirt. Here's how you wear a mini skirt. Like they, they're really serious like that. And it can be really alarming. If you like a laid back chick like myself, it's really, really alarming. And it was alarming when I saw like a dip, like it's a natural, it's a norm because I've seen women in my family act like this towards me, which I've never seen them act like that before. It's very weird. They get very, very vicious and very serious and they'll all be connected to one man. So you ask yourself, why are they not fighting each other? Because they know they're part of a harem. They won't call themselves a harem, though. They'll think that they have a special connection. We got our own thing going on. Oh, he messed with her, but her coochie ain't good like mine. Oh, she can't cook like me. Whatever the man is telling them. They have justified it in their mind and made peace with this high-value man, according to the region, according to whatever they consider, right? It could be anything. I told you, in rural areas, it could be that. In urban areas, in whatever religious you part you in, you could be... Uh, a yogi, he could be the yoga instructor and he got five yoga school. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be a harem of women that are going to be attached and uh, attracted to, to that type of thing. And a lot of them are hyper emotional. Um, this is not to uh, judge anybody, but I, these are observations of things I've experienced. The hyper emotional, they're very competitive to the point where it's creepy. They can lose themselves in that a weird, like it'd be a one-sided competition. And you can see that they're like, desperately vying for the attention of one man they will desperately vie um for that man's attention so and this is not nothing really actually new i think it's just you know nothing new under the sun sometimes stuff go out of style then it comes back in style you know the traditional sense of emperor and kings these are things that's been going on for thousands of years if you look back in the historical, let's take a little side note for a history lesson so you guys won't think, oh, she's just talking on the side of her neck. I haven't experienced that. You have. You just probably didn't know what the name of it was or what it was. But um, there's rankings when it comes to uh, uh, kings or emperors' concubines. I believe it's eight different ones when it comes to the Asian culture uh, uh, concubines. So those women know that they have different ranks. And they also, they play little games even historically as far as like, they would do their makeup a certain way or wear their komodo a certain way or, you know, they would learn to be witty or learn how to play a, a beautiful Asian instrument or learn how to, um, uh, you know, bow correctly. They would learn how to uh, entertain and they would pick up these little tricks to the trade and it was to become more alluring, more interesting to the emperor. And this is how 
some, you know, the concubines can make it up in ranks. And sometimes the concubines can be turned from a, a basically a whole into a housewife. She'll go from being a concubine, so a little plaything, to the empress. This happens. That's all that. You can't turn to a whole to a housewife. When it comes to the Asian dynasties, when it comes to the emperors, that's not correct. And also, if you're on the Christian side, Jose and Gomer, she was a hoe, turned into a housewife. So, you know, you know, it is what it is. You, you basically, you can, you can do, a, a man can make a woman to be what he want her to be. Okay. So high value men are going to be followed around by harems. Okay. And there's rankings in them. You have some of them that act like they're their friends and they've been screwing them for years. I've dealt with that. Um, you have some of them that are their work colleagues that they're, they're screwing and they're, you know, have their own little thing going on. And then you have some of them that are kind of like fresh off the block, like they just knew and they think that this person is really interested in them. You have some of them that think that they're engaged. You have some of them that think they're on the way to marriage, right? So the, most people will call it a player. It's not really a player. These are kings and emperors and kings and emperors. If you say I attract kings and emperors, you know, them bosses like me. Well, most bosses have harems. They'll tell you they don't, but ma'am, they there. They are there, okay? And they are nowadays very vicious. And they can be closer than you think, okay? Because those type of men, if they're never satisfied, they're always recruiting different women. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, I can bump this one down for this one. She making me feel good this week. So they develop this appetite, this palate for always being satisfied by these different women in different ways wherever they go. So if they come up against a female similar to myself, I've been kind of like literally... In my own bubble, my own world, I had no idea it was this serious. Like, I have common sense, guys, but I haven't dated. I was just, like, really chill type of day. You know, I would, I was having baby. I had all these babies and <laughs> basically barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen and uh, dealing with that, you know. And uh, so I really have not, it's been, that 10 years is a long, almost 10 years is a long time. That's almost 10 years. What, 20, was it 2014, 2015? Yeah, that's almost 10 years, man. So, you know, that's the society has changed. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, it's the, I, I would say things that were out of style is coming back and selling, put it that way. So, it's, it could be alarming and shocking when you see um, how these harems are formed. And that way you'll kind of start seeing they can group together and they won't go against each other. They'll come against you. And all of them will know that they're dealing with the same man. But, you know, I'm I'm ranking number one. That's ranking. I'm a, they, that's concubine number five. You know, we know what it is. They might have had their little arguments amongst each other, but who is you? This type of thing, right? And and then the, the, the harem crambling together like that, it can kind of show you that they have a sense of a threat kind of going on there. Maybe all of them see a sense of themselves in you a little bit or wish they had some of your characteristics. You never know what the reason is. You never know because there's different reasons, you know what I'm saying? But they, you'll never know how far they'll go as well. So we have to be safe out here because some of them go real far, okay? So, and so it's very alarming, you know, you have this group of women. So uh, I've hit it up from a historical aspect talking about the empress, okay, having the empress and they will have their concubines. I've also spoke about it from like, um, uh, you know, uh, modern aspect as far as like urban rural areas, what we consider high value men. I threw in some of my own personal experience there dealing with my kids' dads and stuff like that, okay? Now, if you're not into the Bible, that's fine. I'm not a Christian. I do not identify with them. I don't know what's going on with them nowadays, but that's none of my business. I did grow up that way, and I do appreciate the scripture. So there are different ranking systems, okay? I, I said we spoke about the hearing yesterday. We spoke about learning a man's profession, right? These are like dating tips that I've been observing for myself, right? The way I want to date. I'm not going to be doing this harem dating because to me it's too much, uh, it's too much fitter, fighter and confusion and it's annoying. It's annoying. I can't, I can't really get to know a person that wants everybody to know them in different ways. It's, you know, as far as different women, it's too annoying. It's too, it's too sneaky. It's too shysty. And it's just not my scene. Now for some women, they find it as challenging and fun and, and passion and, and fighting and stuff. And I'm like, no, thank you. So. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to do it the old school way, you know what I'm saying, when I do get my feet wet. So we spoke about that. Uh, I want to also speak about there are different categories of men. Now, you see, men are smart. You can learn a lot from them. Men, notice I said that the high-valued men, or even if you don't consider they high-valued, they have several women. They have a harem. 
A lot of times they know about it. It'd be baby mamas. You know, baby mamas and then a girlfriend and, and then a, 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 a sad chick or a concubine across the way, around the way girl. So they baby them with three, four, five different women at the same time. And they have these women ranked. Now, didn't I tell you emperors? Like, that's my emperor. That's a new term. You know, black folk get a hold of a term. You don't study the historical aspects of it. No offense, but if you're offended, you know, whatever. So that's what Google is for. You can go look on, and it tells you that, that concubines are ranked. So men rank women. They rank us. You know what I'm saying? They, whether it's right or wrong, you don't have to agree with it. They'll say, this is wifey type. This is not wifey type. This is the side chick. She wild with it. You know, she suck a dick, and she do all of that. She do the tricks. You know what I'm saying? They have a stripper they messing with. They have a church girl they mess with. They be completely different. They have somebody kind of in between. Now, those in-between girls, they get confused, but they don't know how to rank you. So a lot of times they're going to run from you and then they'll turn and, and play mind games with you and make it seem like there's something wrong with you, which I've had that happen a lot with me, where I could have a stripper essence and then I could also embody that thing of a church. It's confusing to them. It's what they call the Madonna whore complex. You know, you can't be a whore that I want to screw, but then Madonna is like a perfect mommy type that's going to raise my kids. Now I could be both. Get you somebody that could do both, bruh. Okay, instead of dissecting yourself into two, three, four, five, fragmenting yourself and fragmenting the fucking all over the place. Okay, so let's get to this. We spoke about a high value man with the harem. Okay, these are just little cute little dating tips that I'm kind of just observing, you know. Uh, you can agree or disagree. So now we're going to talk about the ranking. There are different ranking of men. Men rank us. Okay, I want to go to Song of Solomon really quick, really quick. Okay. Really quick, I know I've been cursing and stuff like that, you know, make you feel uncomfortable. I'm proving a point where you can see this even in the religious aspect, because me and this, I mean, think religious aspect. You have it in the uh, the historical aspect, you know, of a different, complete different, you know, religious beliefs. They practice this, and they still practice it now, okay? So I'm trying to show you past, present, future, religion, worldly, whatever you want to call it. This is a thread. There's a thread of truth here, okay? That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to bring it to where... You know, we are on the same page here, okay? So here, this is Song of Solomon. You want to read it on your own? It is uh, chapter 6, and I, yes, verse 8. It says, there are three score queens and four score concubines and virgins without number. My dove, my undefiled is but one. She is the only one of her mother. She is the choice one of her that bear her. The daughters saw her and blessed her. Yea, the queens and the concubines, they praised her. Who is she that looketh forth as the morning, fair as the moon, clear as the sun, as terrible as an army of banners? Okay, we're going to stop right there. Again, that was Song of Solomon 6, verses 8 through 10. Okay, now, you, know, Song, you know, Solomon was known to be the most the wise man ever. Like to this day, even by what they, you know, they believe in Jesus, even by Jesus. He quoted the song. He quoted Solomon. Solomon was David's son, okay? King David's son. So he, he knew how to talk to him. I mean, you hear that? I know the king that gave you a little life. Okay, but he, you can look here. He even, the wisest man, according to biblical religion, okay, he even ranked women, queens, concubines, and virgins, the queens, those are the ones that had the judicial right. They had the smarts. They was the ones that was out front. That was the one that was ruling the kingdom with them. The concubines was they play things. The ones that kind of entertain them. They play around. We know side chicks. Like, they have a little fun where they get flued out. Oh, he bought me something. Oh, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? And then you have the virgins. Like I said, those are the new girls on the block. You can look at that as far as a physical version or just a version to life, period. They green. They like to play with those, too. So you be wondering why you 38 messing with an 18, 19-year-old. They like women that kind of don't really know nothing yet. But they also like to have queens that are experienced because you know how to run stuff. But they also like the, the what you call the bimbo or, or you know, stripper tie. I don't judge. I'm saying these are, these, these are real categories men put us in. Okay? They like that as well. So these are things that men like. Okay? These are categories. So when I say that those, these type of men come with a harem, I also believe us as females, we have to be realistic and we have to start categorizing men. Every man you go out on a date with, sis, or to ask for your number or that you even sleep with, you know, unfortunately or fortunately for you, who knows? I'm not judging. That's not your husband. They don't view all of the women as wife material. They don't look at all of us as queens, all of us as concubines, all of us as virgins. 
You know what I mean? They don't look at all women the same. So us as women to protect ourselves when we do start dating, which I did this when I was dating. And, you know, a lot of people see it's kind of stupid, which I can kind of see that. I had kids with men that I never really saw myself getting married to. I love my children. I never really wanted them to cover me and be my. I never felt those feelings. I might have, like, wrote poems and stuff, but I noticed when I would write poems, even when I was with them, I would have these romantic feelings when I would talk about the sense of a husband. And I wouldn't really feel that it was for them, which it was, I couldn't, under, I, I didn't understand it at the time. But now that I'm far removed from them, and I'm grateful for that, and I wish them the best, um, I can see why. You know what I'm saying? I got beautiful blessings out of that, and I'm very grateful for that. Now, was that necessary? Was that necessary? Man, Lord have mercy. I think that was one of the harem. That was one of the hyper-competitive harem. You know, just kind of bust my glass over there. Like, that was really, see what I mean? They're dysregulated, guys. Just, you know, keep them in your prayers and send them positive energy. So, what do I mean? Okay, we need to even the playing field a little bit. You know, make it fun. It could be fun. It's not derogatory. Not to put men down, but... Men put us in categories according to how we act, right? I mean, it's just what it is. We put people in categories all the time, you know? People say not to judge, but if you're not judging something, how do you know what you really want? Like, you know what I mean? I'm not, I don't think that you should maliciously or viciously judge anybody, which I have been. I have been maliciously or viciously judged for just for no absolute reason. Like, you can't handle, hey, bruh, you can't handle a microscope over here, your ass over there, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, let's even the playing field out a little bit. They want to put us in categories, Right? You know, when they had talked to their bros and bro code and they have their harem over there, they feel privileged because a lot of times these men are walking dildos and dividends to these ladies. So you're not going to let your dick and your money go. That's what they look at them as. So if those men want to reduce themselves down to that and they live their lives like that and they're happy, that's cool, right? But they're going to have to be put in a certain category. We're not going to be labeling, unfortunately, men that have harems, okay? That's not a monogamous man, ladies. So we're not going to be like, oh, that's going to be my husband, and I'm going to change him, and he is just going to be uh, faithful, and he ain't going to change. No, he already showing you if he coming with these weird sisters and these business partners that are females, and then these roundaway chicks, or this my friend from high school, and this my cousin, this my sister friend, you know, this is my best friend woman. All these women they sleeping with, basically, okay? This is my ex-girlfriend. We cool. You know what I'm saying? She married. That don't matter. They sleep with them like that, too. So, you know, uh, if they're doing that, you understand? That's showing you that man is not no monogamous man. So, you setting yourself up for failure by saying, oh, this is going to be like my prince chart. Like, no, we have to come out of the clouds. And even though a lot of women are jaded and bitter... And they have, you know, it has been bitter experiences we experienced by men, okay? But one thing we need to do is we need to learn from men. They have been categorizing us. We need to categorize them. A man like that, to me, if you're looking for a monogamous, faithful relationship, that's not going to be a faithful type of guy. That's not husband material for you, sis, or for me. That's not husband material. That's what you would call like a good time guy. He spread all out and fragmented everywhere and fucking that's what you, you know, if that's what you want to do. You know, you want to go to the movies, you want to get you a little something, and then you don't take that person serious because they're telling the, you and the same women basically the same thing. That's what they'll call you stuff like baby girl, boo, bae, uh, you know, uh, any, you know, any of those, my shawty, shawty, you know, any type of names that they're using to make you feel special. They might say enough to four or five other women. You get a good morning text, four or five other women getting a good morning text. You're on rotation, right? I've been there, done that. It is what it is, you know? Sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's not. When you start catching feelings, if you're the type of woman, and most women are women like this, where we catch feelings, you have to be honest with yourself. I can't handle being in a harem. I would never want to fucking do that. I would blow the damn house up, like left eye style, like, bop, you know what I'm saying? So if you know that that's how you are, you know, we have to start taking accountability and stop putting ourselves in positions where we're just like thinking all oh, men, even if they're a high-valued man, that might not be a high-valued man to you. Okay? All right, so you have to leave those type of men today, hear them, and let them play with them until they, you know, 20, 30 years in, and ain't none of them got a ring, maybe one of them got a ring, and maybe they still getting cheated on, and they on rotation, and then their pH balance is off, and then he doing different stuff in the bedroom, but he was doing it with this girl over there. But to me, that's too much irritation. Some people live for that. 
And we're going to leave that to the dysregulated, hyper-emotional, you know, hyper-competitive women, which that's, you know, that works for them. You know what I mean? I'm not hating on them. It is, I'm not, I don't want to be a part of that though. That ain't, that ain't my scene, you know? So we have to start labeling men. All men are not kings, right? You see Solomon, the wisest man there is. Even if you subscribe to this, if you don't, I've already shown you how emperor does it historically. You can go Google it and Wikipedia will tell you the empress had rankings for their concubines. So not only did they have queens or empress, they had concubines, but you wasn't just no concubine. You was ranked according to the level of closeness and the level of exposure you had to that that to that, 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 that emperor or that king. It's just what it is. It's, and it's all in the text. We see Song of Solomon. He, he, he ranked the women, even when it comes to the story of Esther. She was ranked, okay? She was in a, in a house full of women, and she had to show herself. He had to pick which one that he felt was best. You understand? And they had to go through a process and stuff like that. So that's neither here nor there, okay? So if some women are queens, right? If they are, what does it say here? It's a Song of Solomon. Concubines are virgins. Okay, well, then all men are not kings. They could be the king to you, but all men are not, it's not going to be a king to you. You understand? It's an individual thing, right? Or concubines. Like, I don't think women have concubines, but, you know, that's something you'll call, like, a good time guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, a, a good, a, a Friday type of guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, a late night creep, a Netflix and chill type of guy. Like, you ain't going to put that much effort. Stop putting so much effort into someone that's, like, a male equivalent of a concubine. You know what I'm like, what are you doing? We're not cooking you no know, filet mignon and, and, and saying sweet nothings to you. They don't do that for women when they just, when they coming over to Netflix and chill, they probably ringing a bottle and, 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 and ready to waddle. You understand this wobble with, but they, that's what they're ready to do. They're not going to be writing you poetry and sucking your soul. They're not going to be doing none of that. So we have to stop doing that with these men if this was, this was how we're going to be dating. Now me, I'm dating to marry. So if it's not, I'm, I'm gathering, I'm gathering information. I'm kind of people in the scene. I'm doing my meditation, my prayers and stuff to see if this is gelling. You know, I'm going to take my time, stuff like that. And then if I don't really feel it, I'm just not going to go no further with it. Most people call that cold-blooded. But now I leave a person to where I think that that's best for them. And some men like the bullshit. They like the, you know, like if a man is a whore type, and you know, because men are whores. Some of them can be, right, concubines. Let's use the term concubines. So we have kings. Kings are looking for queens. You know what I'm saying? Right, they they like concubines, but they're about their business. They're more business oriented. They're more priority based. That's attractive to a queen, right? So then you have concubine type of men. These are like what they call the fuck boys or the whore type men or the players, right? There's and there's also different rankings of concubine type of men. You got the fuck boys. Those are like the abusive boys. It's just like fucking around and doing stupid shit and fucking you and her and. They're real disrespectful. Then you got the players that's kind of like smooth and suave with it and fun. And you know what I'm saying? But you know that they're not, you know, they're all over the place. They're bachelor and stuff like that. And then you have the, like the, you know, the, the little weird nerds and stuff like that. But they kind of freaks. But you, know, you can get it in with them. So it's different rankings with these men as well. You have the virgins. You have like these younger guys or younger minded men. They, they just don't have no life experience. You know, like off the five heartbeats, like church, remember church boy? I don't even want to go into that, but you know, church boy, they didn't really have no life experience. Then he started being a womanizer. So sometimes they go off into that too. Okay. So if it's if the man of a, is a misogynist or he's a womanizer and you can see that, you know what I'm saying? If they dogging another female out in front of you, that's not husband material, sis. It's just not, it's not. That's a man that's jaded. Like men would still sleep with a woman that's like dogging on her baby daddy. But they're not really going to take you serious like that. You know what I mean? If you're like, oh, my God, my baby daddy, like, he ain't paid child support in six months. And it's just so hard. Like, you just don't understand. Like, I did everything for him. Like, on, on four and that. Like, all of this type of stuff. And the man is like, yeah, I know how you feel. Yeah, that's wrong. Why they taking your panties off? They done, they done fucked you. And they done got them some. Now they own up the street. They don't take you serious. So if you listening to a man talking about another woman... Why are you taking him seriously? Like, that's not a romantic conversation, sis. Like, yeah, this bitch, I was, this little bitch I was fucking with. Yeah, she disgusting and, and she this and that. And she all up on me, calling me all the time. Like, that's not a romantic conversation. That's not somebody that's healed. They need to let that, that oh, they need to let that emotional baggage go. So they jaded and they bitter. So if you still want to have a good time with them, get your dividends and your dick, 
that's not husband material, sis. Let alone, you know, but to hear them, you know, because some of those, those men, that's how they get their hear them like that. They, they recruit them through talking about another woman. And so when they do that, those women, you understand, they believe anything that man said about somebody they ain't never even spoke to or, or talked to. You got to be careful with that as well. Okay. That's not husband material. So what I'm saying is men are tremendously, tremendously needed. Okay. And whatever category suits you best or whatever stage of life you are. Sometimes you're a divorcee. You ain't looking for nothing serious. Like, I just want to give me some. Okay, you go to, you might you might mess around with a bitter man. You got to be careful because they'll try to hurt you. But you, you might mess around with a bitter man, you know, because he might look decent. You know, he might be mad. My ex-wife always used to do. You're like, oh, my God. And they're kind of like a little waiting to exhale type of situation. You get you a little something. Just keep it moving. I'm not saying that I condone those, you know, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So... Or you might be looking for somebody with a fresh start on life. You may want somebody that doesn't have really life experience. Because a lot of men do that too. Let's flip it. Let's flip it. A man will be in their 30s and talk to somebody 18 to 19 and say, I taught her how to be a woman. Right? They, they do it all the time. She not bitter. Her body looking nice. She ain't got all them stretch marks. She ain't fat. She ain't all them kids, all them baby daddies. You know, the way they dog, especially black women, they just dog our dog our ass out. All them baby daddies. She ain't desperate. She ain't mad. She, she got a life. She ain't college. She got dreams. You know, she ain't hopeless. Okay. What about if you want to do that as a woman, if you're in your 30s, you want to talk to an 18, 19-year-old, you want to turn him into a man, would that be accepted if we said that? Now, I'm going to turn him into a man. And because men get bitter too. A lot of my age are kind of, you know, I'm kind of a little, they're kind of bitter. And a little older they get, you know, a little bit. Not all of them, but, you know, I said the categories, okay? We talk about categories. All right, the ones that's the bitter categories, those ones kind of turn into fuckboys. And they used to be like cool, like dating guys or like players, but they got hurt by somebody who really didn't like their ass like that. Mm-hmm. Instead of them taking it out on that female, they take it out on everybody around, you understand? So those are what you call fuckboys, so they basically hurt, you know what I'm saying? And ain't none of my business. I ain't did it to you. So what I'm saying is when men say they get with younger women, and it's because they have a fresh outlook, that's known as like what you would consider virginal. Because see, Solomon said queens, concubines, and virgins, right? You could be a virgin physically, you could be a virgin mentally, or it's a different situation. So if you as a woman, you like, I don't want to deal with these old fogies or these men my age, they really bitter over their baby mamas and over their ex-wives, you know. We like in our late 30s, early 40s, you know what I'm saying? Some people older than that. And so, you know, I want to talk to somebody younger. They got a fresh outlook. You might want to talk to you to a college guy, somebody nice and fresh, and they look good. And we can say the same thing about them because men bodies change when they get older. It's not a man bashing session. I, 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 I believe and I respect men so much. I have been, and I've been listening to a lot of them for years. I've seen their evolution. Some of them I agree with and some of them I don't, but it's, that's none of my business. It doesn't matter. My opinion doesn't matter in, in those instances. But I've seen the evolution and I've seen the different stages of life they've went through and how their minds have changed and some of their whole you know, doctrines have changed, You know, which is fine. People have a right to change life changes. Okay, but I respect men so much. I've been watching them so much, even though half of them have been emotionally unavailable, really afraid of intimacy. You know, they like to like deem me and, you know, uh, misrepresent who my beautiful essence is, who I am as a woman. Uh, and they have harems. They like to attack me. And so I dealt with them with my kids' dads. It was ridiculous. Okay, uh, but I respect them so much. I have been watching how they deal with things. And men know how to compartmentalize. It's something that's a little harder for us women because we deal with so many emotions. And some people look at me like, you cold-blooded, you got resting bitch face, you don't have any emotions, you don't cry. But I compartmentalize. I've learned that from men. When you're a single mom, you have to take on more of a masculine, which you don't want to. They act like you want to. Like, I had to. We're the stand-up, like, you know, eventually it'll come around, but we're the really for real, like, you know, stand-up guys that date regular like ask for your number you know so when that comes to play that's why i've been taking the time to kind of heal myself which that gets made fun of as well but you're never done healing and the people who make fun of that are the people who need it the most because it shouldn't bother them that much it's crazy it's crazy okay so i respect the men so much i respect how they view things and, and how they do things view and do 
Okay? And so men compartmentalize. A man will break up with you or you will die as his wife. He'd be married within a year or two. Some women that never get married again, oh, the love of my life died. So there's some things we can learn from men. Okay? A man will look at you and see that you you, you dogging on your ex. Uh, you, you said he's just the worst person in the world. Uh, a man would know, no, nah, it's two sides to every story, but they'll still screw you and won't look at you with nothing serious. So us as women, we got to do the same. If you encounter a man that's dogging on his ex, you know, always mad, she was just the worst person. She was just the most demonized, crazy bitch in the world. And she was just an innocent little, perfect little man. Okay, Winnie, you got to know, sis, let's use common sense. We can, we, we, can, we can act like we digmatize, but let's still have common sense. And no, no, I don't think so. It's two sides to every story. But you know, he cute, I want to fuck him. And they, they do the same thing the men do. Am I condoning, like, fornication and stuff like that? No. Am I condoning, like, going against your morals and stuff like that? Absolutely not. I'm trying to make this a well-rounded conversation because I do like to come from a biblical standpoint. I like to pull a scripture out. may make you feel uncomfortable not cussing and stuff like that. I'm trying to uh, uh, express myself to different whoever may be listening, different varieties who may be listening. Okay? So I'm using historical. I'm using a little psychology. Psychology. A little biblical in there. A lot of my personal experience, a lot of my observations, my hypothesis. And then you can, you know, if it resonates, great. If it don't, you can just be like, no, nah, I'm just going to keep dating the way I do. Okay, well, God bless you. Okay. But what, all I'm saying is we need to learn from men and we need to compartmentalize. We need to compartmentalize a lot of our emotions and be able to move on with things. Right. Okay. But I also believe in meditation and prayer to go back and ask to be purified and remove a lot of emotional baggage. I released a lot yesterday. I feel great. Like I had to release a lot of my family and stuff. They're very toxic. And, you know, I have a narcissistic family. So it's just, you know, if you, if you know, you know. I ain't about to go into that. If you know, you know. I have a narcissistic parents and they raise narcissistic siblings I have, you know. So if you know, you know, okay. Um, not perfect, no. But it's just, you know, that's my dynamic. That's where I come from. So I've had to learn how to deal with people that have personality disorders, I've had to learn how to get along with people that are really difficult to get along with. And I've actually had to get along with people that actually hate my fucking guts. Some of my family hate my fucking guts. And it's just for no, just because how I'm smiling. You know, you know, people that are abusive, they'll justify and find any reason. You know what I mean? They're delusional. They find any reason. And they like doing that. So that's a little piece of my testimony right there. So if I, if I'm, what I'm talking about is... We need to compartmentalize it. You can learn something from anybody. It's not that. Where is all the good men at? No, some still good. Some It's some good men out there. We look at, We got to look right. You know, we getting older now. So, like, that's what I'm saying. When it's dealing with the harem, going back to the harem, I think to a certain degree, because I have aunties that's like that, some of my cousins and stuff, and I'm I'm just saying they're like harem women. Um, you know what I'm saying? Some of my elders uh, as well. They're harem type of women. Where it's kind of like they get stuck in a cycle and they never really want to learn. And they stay almost like a froze, like a freeze frame shot of being a juvenile. And I don't mean that to be derogatory, but they kind of act like high school a little bit. They stay there. You know what I mean? They stay stuck there. And they just, let's just put it that way. Okay. So we're not talking about them because they, they look at every man that come and look at them as that's their man and they're going to they gonna fight to the to the end. I'm not about to be doing all of that. So I'm talking about for us women that we want to date. There are some good men out there. There are some decent men out there, right? Um, you have to open, we have to open ourselves up. We have to also be um, healing. People make fun of that, but why would you not want to keep healing yourself? Like anybody that's walking around saying they're totally healed, I don't believe them and I'm afraid of their ass, quite frankly. Like, I'm healed of everything. Nothing about like you're lying. So I don't want to. And if, some, if you if they self deceive, they gonna deceive you, and half the time not even know it. So it's not gonna be safe emotionally. We have to take accountability as women. We also have to recognize that men are needed. Okay, whether you dealt with a fuck boy, a player, whether you dealt with unfortunately domestic violence and abuse, I've dealt with that. Whether you dealt with different things like that, these different categories of men. Whether you didn't dealt with some kings, I have encountered some kings. I have encountered some. Oh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. I've encountered them, and they're very, um, it's been very few, because some of them call themselves kings, and in my opinion, no thank you, but I've encountered some kings. So 
different type of categories of men. They are necessary. There's something that you can learn from all of them. Even if you're bad at your worst experiences, you can learn something from a fuck boy, from a boy that's unhealed, that like to, you know, uh, play women and make a fool out of them and humiliate them and stuff and be abusive. You can learn something from them. What you can learn is what you don't like. And you can also notice those characteristics in another man who might be coming with that same energy. Oh, no, thank you. You know what I mean? You know, oh, no, thank you. Now, you, ain't even want, you probably won't even get wet no more. Like, I don't want to sleep. I don't want none of that. That ain't going to go nowhere. Nothing but drama. Because a lot of times people live in drama. Okay? They call it drama passion, and it's not. Okay? It's not. You can be passionately peaceful and get some good penis and some good pussy. It's just what it is. And I'm a monogamous type of woman. Okay? I'm monogamous. Just because we monogamous don't mean we're not freaks. And just because you might have certain, uh, whatever your spiritual beliefs are, that doesn't mean that you can't explore and can't learn and have fun with your partner. Okay? So that's what I mean. We have to, and we have to learn that from men. Men know how to do that. Am I saying we got to go out here and be playettes? No. I mean, if you want to, go ahead. I don't got the energy. Maybe if I was younger, I would have. You know what I'm saying? I would have did my playette stuff. I got cheering and stuff like that. I'm a suburbanite, like soccer mom type now. You know, with a little bit of my urban city edge still up in there. I still got a city girl on the inside of me. A little Just a little bit. But we need to learn from men. So I'm not going to be categorizing to the harem. If you're listening, I don't categorize whoever you enjoy the same way you do. Congratulations, okay? So there's not, no competition over here. Have a nice time. All of you together. You know, I no judgments here. I'm very open to my sexuality. So do what you got to do. Okay? So, you know, get your dividends and your dick, sis. I'm not a hater. Okay? But as far as for me, I'm a monogamous freak. I want a man that's a monogamous freak. I like a man that knows different things they could teach me. I like a man that's protective. Because listen, ladies, this is how you can watch this. This is how you categorize it. Rule number one. What a man protects, he what he respects, he protects. So if a man, okay, because fuckboys will do this. They'll, they, they like to get women in their feelings and mix them up and confuse them. They'll say, I really want a woman that's, you know, like want to stay at home and want to help. You know, I want a woman that's going to be cooking and cleaning and, you know, just, just really supporting me. You know, really being there for looking out for her man, you know, rubbing my back, rubbing my feet, sucking my dick. You know, I'm going to take care of him. I'm going to pay all the bills. They might be saying that to you. Right, because fuck boys, you gotta be careful. You know they got some of them got a good game, and you getting all up again in your feelings. Because I'm a woman too, okay. It takes lots of practice to be able to get that on the rap, and I still sometimes, you know, I'm a woman. I, I fall, but I get back up. You know, we fall down, but we get up. I get back up. I get back up. Okay. Um. When you see that they're saying that, but you gotta watch what they do, who they end up protecting. If it's some weird woman calling the phone and. Or you see him with some weird woman. She got a stank walk and she nasty acting and she getting flared out. And I talk like this and I'm jealous and I'm mad and I'm competitive. And they're, they're protecting her. Say, hey, no, that's none of your business. Or, you know, no, nah, she'll show the cool. That's who they actually re respect. So all that bullshit they just told you about this old Susie Q homemaker. Betty Crocker bitch they said they won't. That's not really what they want. So you have to pay attention to that as well. Okay, and what they what they what they respect is what they protect. So you'll categorize that person as okay. This is a fuck boy to me. He might not be to the bitches, but he is to me. No, thank you. And then what you do is stop emotionally investing. No investment. You get no investment from me. I'm not about to invest in you. And you show me what you respect, and that's what you protecting. That means you're not gonna protect me. And women, we like to be protected, don't we? Don't we, sis? I deserve and I love to be protected. I don't deserve all of that, you know, running my name through the mud and trying to appease your hoes and your harem. No, thank you. No, thank you. Find something else to talk about. And change the channel. Change the channel. Hated it. All right, see, game over on that. Hated that. Oh, my goodness. So if a man is not protecting you, they don't have no respect for you. If they don't respect you, they're not going to protect you. You understand? Somebody letting your name get dragged through the mud. They making fun of your ass. They humiliating the shit out of you. They letting other people do it. They, uh, 
you know, choosing people in your family to be their surrogate family, which is weird. They fucking them. They strong. That person don't give a shit about you. That's not somebody that you should give your time. That type of man is never going to get jack shit from me, let alone you will never get no respect from me. Not no time, not no talk, not no nothing. Okay. You, you know, it'd be up to the good Lord if I give forgiveness. You understand? So that's not bitterness. That's common sense. That's common sense. And so then if you have a man like that, they don't then have the authority or the right to try to uh, analyze you as a woman. They don't know what a real woman is because look at what they protect and what they respect. Them. They respect their harem. And I said, what again? Their harem is emotionally dysregulated like them. They stuck in this juvenile high school energy, okay, of this bully and bullets type of thing, mean girls bullshit. And they believe in being hyper competitive and hollering and, and making fun and making fools out of themselves. That's what they respect. So that's why they protect that. So somebody who really in that frame of mind of thinking, is that really a, somebody that you would think of as being like a monogamous husband type? Nah, bro, you're not husband material. Sorry to tell you, right? The same thing they tell us. They say, you're not wife material. You got daddy issues. Well, you're not husband material. A lot of them have mommy issues. You need to, they need to heal. I have learned this from the men, guys. I've dealt with a lot of misogynistic men. Like, I've learned this from them. You can even learn something from somebody that's a misogynist. It's not that we have to turn around and if not be equally more venomous and, you know, derogatory. But some of that stuff they be saying, just because it hurts, don't mean it's not the truth. A lot of women do have daddy issues. A lot of men got mommy issues. And they need to heal. So they can't be analyzing who we are as people. Okay? So all I'm saying is be aware of the harem, okay, and then categorize the man, right? If he a high value man and he come with a harem, you know, I keep him as a 10-foot pole distance. You know, they'd be a good time guy until you can see that they, those, that type of guy is a go-getter. They'll show you if they interest not If not, they'll show you what they respect. A lot of times it's riffraff women that, that, you know, let them run over them that are weak-minded and just care about a dick and a dividend because they can control them with that. So they like to be in control. They don't really know how to have dominion and really get a woman to submit um, with in, in, uh, you know, in a positive way. So that's not somebody that's going to be my speed. You know what I'm saying? So you categorize them and you, you know, place them accordingly. A lot of times they placed out of my life because I ain't got no time for that. Now, nah, you a nice monogamous fella. You a king. You know what I'm saying? You want, you want to show me what it is. You want to talk about some things. You sexy. You got some nice looking lips. You got big feet. So then we can talk about something. Absolutely. Absolutely, I'm on the market. You can't listen to, you know, fuck boys or negative, uh, negative, uh, what, what's the, what's the, what's the boy? Negative Nates, okay, of men trying to tell you don't uh, parade yourself as being single. No, I'm proudly single. They say they single all the time. And I learned this from you guys. I'm proudly single. They'll say, why I'm not married yet? Why I'm not married yet? You understand? So we could, it's not about a one sex being derogatory towards the other. I've learned from them and say, oh, okay, well, that's, that, that actually makes sense. I feel the same way. I don't look at you as husband material. You know what I mean? If somebody dog you out, let other people dog you out, you got kids and stuff like that. That's not, I don't look at you as no good father. Do you understand? You don't have to say it to them because some of them are crazy and they try to hurt you. But in your mind, okay, or you amongst your girlfriends, if they are enlightened enough to think like that, you could just be like, well, no, I don't think that's husband material, sis. Like, he ain't answering my phone. He goes to me. He not interested in you. He probably going to pound town on another woman right now. We got to be more brutally honest with each other, okay, and with ourselves and, more, and holding ourselves accountable. And then on top of that, we got to learn from these men. These men, these men are sleep with your whole family friend group and turn around and be married to a, a beautiful woman and be smiling and cheesy. And guess what? They'll really be happy. Why are you sitting there destroy? See, because a lot of the men like that want to destroy you for whatever reason. I don't get that either. That's another podcast for another day. They like to destroy women to feel like the one they chose is the privileged one. So they're moving on. That's bitterness. You know what I mean? See what I mean? It's bitterness. So <coughs> we can learn from them. I'm not about to be destroyed if somebody goes to me and don't want to be bothered. You know, it is what it is. I didn't did went through that with my baby daddy seasons of that where they wouldn't want to be bothered. I wouldn't want to be bothered. We go back and forth. I'm not about to be doing that. Life is too short. We deserve to enjoy our lives. We deserve to place people according to how they act. 
If a man is being disrespectful to you, they don't respect your boundaries. They don't give a damn about protecting your, your reputation, who you are as a woman. They don't care to uh to take up for you in the public, to show you in the public. They don't care to try to take you nowhere. They don't want to try to buy you. They don't want to get to know your kids. That's not husband material, sis. They 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 homie smasher danger. He smashed the homies. They they have babies with the with the friends. They might get married to the friends. They sleeping with your cousin. That's not nobody that's gonna be like, oh my god, this is the one. God, thank like no, I don't care if they. I don't care if they. I don't care what they saying. Let's put it that way. They can say what they want to say, but your actions show something different. That's not husband material, bruh. That's not husband material, bruh. And we got to be real with it. You know, if you, if you don't want a husband, you might be like, cool, like, okay, whatever. You know, you still might just want somebody that's respectful, though. You know what I'm saying? We still want somebody that's respectful. So it depends on what you're looking for, what season you in. Be aware of the harem, okay, because they could be shocking. But, you know, still those sisters, they looking out for themselves, for their sexual needs and for their financial needs. So they they willing basically they'll do anything against you for that. So you kind of leave them alone, leave that drama there, and then let's look for us nice, decent men. Let's respect these men, and let's learn. If you we can learn this much from a not misogynistic men, and men don't really don't have no respect for women and stuff, and our bad experience, we can learn so much more from a balanced man. Oh my God, okay, have have better sex, better love, real like love making because they love you. A man that respects you and protecting you and your children and y'all building together. That's nothing but respect there. If you're not coming with that, I have no respect for you. I don't have to. That's for your harem to do. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. All right. Let's categorize these men. Let's hold ourselves accountable. Let's learn from these men. They have, they're teaching us so much. Even in their disrespect, they're teaching us. Okay. So let's take time to heal from that. Cry it out. Purge it out. Learn and become better. Don't become better. This is Humble Dane. Let's categorize these men and let's get us some booze. Peace.